you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Welcome to NFL Total Access, the locker room. I am Mike Garofolo. And I'm Michael Robinson. All right, Mike, Rob, we're going to be getting into football, the goings on midway through. You see, they, you know, it's, it's just not clean. There's no midway point. You got the 17 games. Is it eight games? Is it nine games? Although technically 18 weeks, we should do it at nine weeks. Whatever. It's about midway through the NFL season. But first, uh, I want to ask you about something that's near and dear to your heart. It is your Excel to Excellence uh, Youth Football Program. Uh, we hear about it regularly on GMFB Weekend, but let's talk about it right here, Mike Rob. Um, how many years has this been going on, by the way, now? Oh, man, like ever since 2010, Jeezy. 2010 <laughs> is when I, when I first started it. And really, it's two nonprofits. It's two foundations. Um, one is Excel to Excellence Youth Football Foundation. That's the one I'm always talking about on the football, on, on NFL Network and all of our shows. Then there's also just Excel to Excellence Foundation, Inc., right? And that's more of the community-based uh, foundation. I have a learning center here um, in Richmond, Virginia, where, you know, the local government here was was kind enough to to notice the need on the eastern side of Richmond. And, and I was one of the organizations that's, that's doing a lot um, in the eastern side of Richmond. And so we made a deal so that you know, we can get it. We can get a learner center and a resource center uh, to the communities that need it. And when you talk about the Youth Football Foundation, Excel to Excellence Youth Football Foundation, really the, the, the goal of that, what we do is we, we run youth football leagues. Right. Um, and we try to provide resources um, to our coaches so that our kids get the best possible football experience um, that they can get. Right. And it's not just making sure that they're great on the football field, Jeezy. Like I mm -hmm. always I always tell people all the time, I wouldn't be doing what I do for a living right now, doing this podcast with you, being on NFL Network, without at nine years old a coach telling me, dude, like you you have the power of influence. You can speak. Uh, we were at practice one day and um, mm -hmm. we were playing a big game and our coaches were yelling and players were yelling. I was nine years old. I'll never forget. And I'm thinking to myself, what the hell is going on? Like, we got a big game going on and it's a bunch of chaos and a bunch of yelling back and forth. And I remember screaming, saying, man, shut up, be quiet, you know. And when I said it, everybody, on like everybody in, in our little group shut up and listened to what I had to say. And that coach pulled me to the side and said, look, dude, you got to watch the books you read. You got to watch the music you listen to. You got to watch what you watch on television because you're, you have the power of influence. What you say mm -hmm. and, and when you open your mouth, people people listen and, and Jeezy that stayed with me like throughout my entire life. And so I always wanted to create a football, you know, nonprofit where we were providing resources so that kids understand what they're good at, you know, in life. For instance, um, for instance, a quarterback drops back, right? Mm -hmm. Notices a three deep defense, right? The three deep defense has two flat cover, cover, cover guys. One is a linebacker. One is a safety. By the time this 10 year old hits his fifth step, he's throwing the ball high and outside to the out, where the flat coverage is the linebacker because the linebacker is less, less athletic. He can't open his hips to get underneath the pass, right? Well, the same broad brain processes that are happening um, with that kid 
somebody who works at Google who builds websites for 40 years is doing the same thing. They're just recognizing patterns, right? And our babies have been doing it since we were really, really little, but nobody tells us nobody tells us the, the verbiage. Nobody explains to us exactly what we're doing. And so I wanted to create a foundation that kind of helps coaches and helps kids kind of understand that, Jeezy, because it's a 1.6 chance that our babies make it to the National Football League. 1.6, yeah. right? To me, that number says that it is a 98.4% chance our baby's going to be doing something else in life besides <laughs> playing football, right? So we got to get something out of it more than just the opportunity for glitz and glamour. And in, in the communities I come from, bro, if you're not rapping, if you're not yeah. singing, if you're not playing basketball or football, you, you're just stuck in what we call the trap um, or, or an environment that, you you know, it's is hard to get out of. So. That's really the precipice of why I started Excel to Excellence, you football mm -hmm. foundation and Excel to Excellence. I know I'm long winded, bro, but as you can no, see, no, man, no, I have no. my elevator pitches well, down. I know exactly. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you tell the kids about the elevator pitch. They need yeah. to know about the elevator pitch because that's, that's how life works that, here. Man. But here, here's what it is to me. OK, I'm going to give you a uh, comparison. It's Mr. Miyagi, right? Paint the fence, sand the floor. Yeah. Uh, what's the other one? Wax on, wax off. Wax How did on. I forget yep. that one? That's the most popular one. And so Danielson, throughout the course of this stuff, doesn't realize he's learning karate through all this stuff. So time. on the football field, you're teaching these the the, uh, the, the kids things uh, to make them uh, better football players because that's what they're interested in. That's what's right in front of their face. But by the same token, you're teaching them things that are going to be applicable. Uh, in their life and you're teaching them life skills. And, and I know that that's what's important to you. And I, I, I've I've long since said and, you know, look, we work for the NFL Network and we know that uh, uh, youth football is a big, uh, very important initiative for the league Absolutely. right now. Way uh, to play. To keep, way to play yeah. curriculum. Yep. But this I played the game. Uh, I've covered the game. Um, I, I, I truly believe that uh, football teaches you things about life and about accountability that you won't learn elsewhere. I, there's a clip. I'm going to send it to you when we get mm -hmm. done. This uh, guy, uh, I think he, he he got on the bus, and something happened on the bus. Some some kind of criminal activity happened on the bus, and I believe the yeah. bus driver uh, interfered uh, on behalf of the victim, and he gives the interview, and it, at, in the interview he says, I'm a football guy. He says, why did you do this? Well, I'm a football guy, right? Uh -huh. That's that's what – I, I got to send it to you. It's, Please it's, send it to me, man. But yeah, it's phenomenal. He, he's right. Like, football has directed a lot of the things that I do now as an adult. Like, Jeezy, you, you probably don't know this. I think I've said this to you before. But, like, every Sunday before the games come on and when it's the offseason, we just do it in the morning, I have, like, a team or a squad meeting with my family just so that we can get, the you know, just so we can talk about the goals for the rest of the week. And I'm talking to them like they're a football team about to go out there and actually compete. Right. So, you know, it, it affects, you know, this football, this game of football affects every part, you know, of our lives. And, you may, you know, we talked about the way to play. We, 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 uh, we announced the award winners for high school and um, and uh, flag football every every uh, week, every Saturday on Good Morning Football Weekend. Um, that way to play curriculum, man, it gives what I love about it and what I love that the National Football League is doing. It gives parents and coaches, regardless of your skill level. Right. The ability to look at something and say, OK, I can. I can hold this coach accountable um, because I know what he should be coaching um, my child to do right now. Again, it's like a playbook for success. So um, kudos to the National Football League for that. Kudos uh, for the National Football League for supporting all of, you know, 
all of the, the the initiatives that former players that are still out there, you know, you know, basically telling a story for the National Football League. It's a former players like myself who have leagues, who are out here coaching and doing things that they have to do to continue the narrative that, yeah, football is family and football is a place where you can learn the sustainable skills that make you that make you successful in life. And, you know, that's something that happened for me. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Awesome stuff, Mike Rob. Uh, first of all, tell us where people can find out more before we move on to the football stuff. Yeah, uh, to the, the, the youth football stuff, E2EFootball.com and ExcelToExcellence.org are the two places for you to make sure you are all, all, all updated and donate. Yes, we need donations so that we can continue to do what we do in the community. Check it out. Great stuff uh, regarding the future of these young kids as well as the future of football. I love the way it's all intersecting. All right. Uh, speaking of the the future of football, let's look kind of toward the second half of the – you like that transition. Let's look yeah, toward man. the second half of the NFL season by talking about some things that happened here in the first half. Uh, some of the surprises for you uh, and for me that we didn't see coming. You, uh, you start us off. What's your biggest surprise here in the NFL so far? Um, biggest surprises, man. I mean, obviously, you know, um, the Packers, I thought that they would have some issues being that, you know, Aaron Rodgers talked all that, you know, what in the off season and, you know, the drama and just, I just, I just want some say in the players we have and all of those things. Well, he got his wish, you know, we got Randall Cobb there, whatever. They look terrible week one, but then they've come out and they actually played pretty well, man. They're playing really good football. But to me, the verdict is still going to be out on the Green Bay Packers until they get to the NFC Championship game. Like, I have to see the yeah. Aaron Rodgers get over that hump, and he does not play well in those games as well. And then, to me, the Kansas City Chiefs, um, you know, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs should be better, right? Um, yep. I've, I've been arguing with a lot of our colleagues at, you know, at NFL Network about whether it's, you know, Kansas City just not playing well is the reason why they're playing, you know, they're being like this or our other teams just have kind of figured them out. And I think it's a little bit of both. Right. And I really think that this team, we keep saying it from a mentality standpoint, they want to push the ball downfield and throw the ball for a million yards every single game. But defenses are playing them because we have to understand defender defenders get paid to uh, defensive coordinators get paid to to figure all of this stuff out. Right. Defenses are playing them so that they have to run the football and they just haven't been consistent enough with it. To me, their offensive line is built to run the football. They're not these one on one pass protection type of a guys. And when you press Patrick Mahomes to make a play, he can make any play out there. But what happens is you get what I call hero ball where mistakes are forced based off of trying to play out of your mind as opposed to just playing within the play. I think that's really what's going on with Kansas City, and those two are the teams that shocked me, man. Someone suggested, I can't remember who it was, I'd give that person credit, uh, someone suggested that Kansas City has done um, a lot of things, a lot of sensational things, left-handed passes, no-look mm -hmm. passes. Last night, Travis Kelsey lateraled behind his back uh, to Patrick Mahomes. 
And there's so much trickery in these things that they get bored with ordinary stuff that it's no longer fun for them to play ordinary football. Hmm. And that's why they're struggling. Uh, do you agree with that? Is that is there something to that or is it just, you know, hey, they, they, they're taking away that that deep uh, the deep stuff, mm-hmm. the big play stuff. And for I said to my friend, I, uh, there was the one drive that ended with Mahomes hitting uh, somebody in the face and the ball yep. bounced up. And they pay. I said, the more plays you run as an offense, the higher the probability you're going to make a mistake. So that's why teams are playing them the way they because eventually, as good as they are, they're going to make a mistake. So which of those two theories or a combination of both is it for you? Well, I think uh, that's why Bill Belichick plays teams the way he does. Right. At yeah. the end of the day, you're gonna you can beat a Bill Belichick defense if you continue to take the pass that the defense allows you to take and mm-hmm. systematically take it all the way downfield. I think there is something to that, Jeezy. Um, uh, I, I think human nature allows us to get bored. It's kind of like um, when a when a head coach is at a place for so long, we always say that his message is getting stale and guys mm-hmm. have heard it and all those things. Kind of the same energy, right? Um, I think it is a little bit of that there, but. The point of it is, and I think that's our subconscious doing that a little bit. I'm getting a little spiritual with you a little bit. I think that's our mm-hmm. subconscious selves that are telling us to do that. But I think kind of what makes Tom Brady great and what makes some of the greatest players great is that they're able to kind of overcome that. They're able to create a new challenge. You hear about Michael Jordan creating things up in his head so that he can be motivated to go out there and yeah. play well. Tom Brady do the same, does the yeah. same thing. That was, that's, where, that's where I was going, yeah. which makes it that much more impressive that Brady has stayed sharp yes. for as long as he has. It just I, He's built differently. Absolutely. absolutely. He is built differently, and I think – from a since we always talk about mental health, man, that, 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 when you have when you can see yourself, you know, um, you know, it, it, you know, doing great things and not allowing the boredom or not allowing, you know, your subconscious self, so to speak, kind of overcome you. I think that's when the greatness comes out. And so, yeah, what you said definitely makes it makes me look at Brady even more great. Like, yeah. damn, dude, how do you do it? Uh, speaking of Brady, I'm going to put a button on the Packers here. Um, okay. I just in talking to uh, folks down in Tampa Bay, and I'm sure they're not all going to agree with this. And <laughs> it's just the opinion of, of of a select few. But I gather uh, as particularly talking to one person who said, you know, look, I, I, I don't want to go to Lambeau. Right. We got to continue to win games because mm-hmm. uh, I don't want to have to go and do that again now in, in a full stadium with Rodgers playing the way that he's playing. It's amazing that they've turned the, the adversity into a positive for them. It's given them an edge. Yep. Trust me, they could go 16-1. and one, They could win the Super Bowl, and it won't solve the problems that are underneath there. They could still pop up again and derail uh, the Rodgers era despite the success that they're having on the field. So it's, it's impressive. It's why I think Matt LaFleur said it right, Tom Palacero, who wants everybody to say the name right. All uh, about is, it is one of the leading candidates, if not the leading candidate uh, for coach of the year. Uh, let's move on uh, to some of the other surprises. I'll, I'll throw one and let's, we, we talk about good surprises. Let's talk about a bad surprise. <laughs> I picked the New York giants to win the NFC East. Um, and, and this I is remember a, this when is a, you picked it too, Jason. <laughs> make me do it. You know what I'm well, going to do. What I said, I said they would be the most complete team. If Daniel Jones plays like his six overall picking. If, 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 if. and butts with Andy and nuts, we'd all have a, we'd all have a merry uh, winter solstice or Christmas, whatever <laughs> one you, you want to celebrate. That's the old saying. Um, I, yes, that's part of it. As I thought he was, gonna, here's, here's my problem with Daniel Jones coming off that game on Monday night. Mm-hmm. You had a chance twice 
in the fourth quarter to perform at a big stretch. My thing about Daniel Jones was the first glimpse we really got of him was that game in Tampa Bay a couple years ago when he was a rookie, and he came in and he led an amazing comeback against the Buccaneers in the second half. And it was like, okay, this is what they saw in him. This is why he was the sixth overall pick. Because even Eli Manning early in his career, because we've compared them so much, he struggled early in his career. But there were times where he put the team on his back where you said, okay, now I see it. Now I know that despite the four interception games that he's had, despite the all shucks look, there's a pulse there. And there's a guy who's going to make plays in big moments. That was another chance for Daniel Jones to make big plays in big moments. He didn't do it. That's what I wanted to see this year. I'm disappointed he hasn't done it. And the Giants got a huge decision to make this offseason because unless he makes uh, some kind of U-turn here and becomes a guy that's going to lift this team down the, the back end. And by the way, I do think there's a chance they win some games in the back half of their schedule, which could now make it, if you're the Giants, a tougher call. Geez, which team were we? Just kind of mm-hmm. like last year, okay? So Daniel Jones, I'm, a dis- I'm disappointed. That's a bad surprise for me. I thought he was going to have more uh, of the moments that I'm looking for. He hasn't had a Mike Rapp. I-, I was disappointed. I'm disappointed. I mean, you've, you've heard me talk about it, but I knew something was up. And I know this is old, but you can say it, whatever. Eli Manning, yeah. You talk about the play, the clutch plays he's made, all of those things. That's how he garnered his respect. That's how he garnered his OG status and all of that within the organization. This is Daniel Daniel Jones. What fourth year? Fourth year, right? I think it's his fourth. Uh, third or third fourth. or fourth. Third or fourth. Okay, <laughs> I think so it's whatever. Third. All right. Either way, he's not a young guy rookie anymore. And this past third training year. camp, third year. This past training camp. For him to feel like, as the franchise quarterback, for him to feel like that he has to enter into a team fight, to me, showed that he was still trying to get respect from his teammates. And that's when I said, you know what? Daniel, I don't know if this season is going to be great for the New York Giants. To me, you don't have to do that when you're the franchise quarterback. Your respect is just, it just happens because of the way that you play. You don't have to Mm -hmm. jump into no intra-team type of a fight, Jeezy. Come on, man. It got to be better than that. Hold up, hold up. What do you think about the Saints, though? What do you think about um, how Sean Payton's been managing that group, man? I'm feeling right now, dog. I had no no (laughs) doubt they were going to be a competitive. I mean, they're winning games, man. They beat the, they just beat the Bucs. I loved them last week. I told you guys on the show. I like, I, I'm not, I don't make picks. So I, no, no, listen, I don't make picks. So I hate to be this guy and I'm wrong a lot, but just sometimes <laughs> you just get a feeling. And I said, cause we did a, a spooky games yep. segment. And that was my pick. It was which favorites should be on alert, uh, which did anybody put the jets or the Bengals on alert? Maybe we should have, no, if we didn't, we um, we but to me that, that just felt like, you know, the kind of game that the Saints were going to buck up. And and Dennis Allen, I'm still waiting for him to get his second chance as a head coach because he's done a phenomenal job. Um, and, and I really got to grade him incomplete because the Raiders were a mess when he was the head yes. coach of the Raiders. So <laughs> I, I just I'm, I'm surprised that he wasn't more of a candidate last year. We'll see about this year. Um, but anyway, yeah, no, they they there's no doubt in my mind that Sean Payton was going to put this team uh, in position to be as successful as possible. I, I just I couldn't put them in the contender status and I still can't uh because I, I didn't trust in Jameis Winston enough and now I don't know that I trusted Trevor Simeon or Taysom Hill or whatever kind of combination but they'll be competitive and they'll win games and they'll probably make the playoffs make the playoffs I mean they're sitting I, in great position now from a standings perspective I think they will make the playoffs um and I think it cannot be overstated you, you mentioned Dennis Allen I think 
the secondary and that defense for the Saints from a just from a personnel standpoint, they match up really well against the Bucks skill, man. I mean, they have the defensive backs that seem mm-hmm. to get into, you know, get into Mike Evans' head. You know, they just have they have the makeup to kind of piss Tom Brady off. And half of the time, man, they were making Tom uncomfortable with just two and I mean, with just three and four rushers. So to me, yeah. they just had the right ingredients to, to 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 beat Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, man. Well, this and this is why um, you know, I, I I felt good about calling the potential upset was of the uh five lowest total yards output for the Buccaneers last year. Three of those games were against the Saints. And that includes a win, by the way. Yeah. It was, it was in yeah. the bottom five of their, uh, what was it, 19 games that they played or 20 games that they played last year? Yo, uh, your boy, the real Carson Wentz, showed up uh, this past week. No, no, no. Here, see, so here's the thing. No, Jeezy. Here's the thing. No, 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 no. Because the real Carson Wentz. Here, here's the problem. And I said this to people. He still got the vestiges of the last couple of years still yeah. inside of him, right? Talk about Jalen Hurts flushing it. You still got to. There's a little bit more that needs to be flushed out. So he's going to have a little bit of the, uh, the relapses yeah. or the tremors from that from the quake of the last few years, whatever uh, metaphor that you want to use there. Uh, he's still going to have those. So that was that was the wince of the last couple of years. But I said this is what they're in the middle of the stretch. Yeah, five games when they were one and five. I said, they got five games coming up. They're going to win four of them. Okay, they're going to lose one. So that was the loss this past weekend. The Jets and the Jaguars are on the back end here. They win those games. They're five and five. They're at 500. They're right back into it. But, yeah, they're a little disappointing that they haven't been a little bit higher and that those a four-and-one stretch should have been uh, vaulting them into a winning record. Um, I I know we got to go, Jeezy, but look, I just wanted to say this on that game. Yes, the Colts lost, and I know before that game I was saying, look, if they lose to Tennessee, the, 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 the season's over. Yeah, but where they did win is they did put the NFL's leading rusher, most dominant guy, on the sideline for a while, and that yep. could do something to the Tennessee Titans' season. So I do think Indy will be back in this thing before it's all said and done. Yep, one more pleasant surprise for me, Mac Jones. I think he's been oh. uh, just just on point and running things the way that the best you could have possibly expected for him coming out of college. So, he's so good on Tom you, Tom Brady, isn't he? He's so <laughs> damn Tom Brady, man. Like they went out and got the damn clone of the guy that they have. For Which is why years. no matter what he does in his career, you're going to say, well, I have 14 teams passed on him. I, I don't know that any of those 14 situations be would have been. No. Yeah. I mean, it's just some, that's, that's the thing about drafting is sometimes it's not as simple as, well, we could have taken that guy. Like the, people killing the Eagles for not taking Justin Jefferson, which absolutely was a mistake. He would not be producing the way that he's produced over the last year and a half if he was in Philly. Going to Minnesota was just a better situation for him. But again, still a mistake. They should have taken him over Jalen Rager. What the hell is wrong with there. Minnesota? I'm sorry. I don't know what I just Well, that's one of your bad surprises. Yeah, that's my bad me. surprise. I just expect them to be good. And I can't blame it on Kirk Cousins. You look at the numbers, and he looks good throwing the football and stuff. I mean, they, everything is just okay, but they lose. Oh, just games. okay. That's wrong with them. Just okay. Not good enough in the NFL, particularly when you're a quarterback in a passing league, when they have made the rules easier for you. It's incredible what a – great season for a quarterback used to be and what it is now. And he's not great in a different era. Pick up those stats in his performance. He would be great. But right now he's just middle of the road and it's just not good enough for the Minnesota Vikings here.
Well, look, man, that'll do it for this week's episode of Total Access at the Locker Room, Jeezy. For more insight with the Locker Room point of view, check out the latest episodes every Wednesday and Friday on Apple and Spotify. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.